Hey, and welcome to Pressbox Talk. This is The Specimen. I am kicking off today's show, and I would like to thank everybody for listening. We have been great, getting a great following, and I appreciate all the support. Today is Wednesday, and we are going to be talking NFL mock drafts. So a lot of people have had their mock drafts going for, I don't know, upwards of two months now. This will be mine, my one and only. So if you have any questions on this, please comment on the Facebook page. The draft is Thursday night. For anybody who is unfamiliar with the NFL draft, there's 32 picks. And some teams do have more than one just with prior trades and such. The draft goes from whoever did worst all the way to the team that won the Super Bowl the year before. So to kick things off, I just want to get into the first overall pick is Trevor Lawrence from the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have the number one overall pick. And if you have not seen him play, he's electric. He fills that hole that they need. And Clemson, this is where that kid attended school, and he has looked great in all his years there. Deshaun Watson came from here. Recently, Deshaun Watson has a lot of things going on, but he was great coming out of there. And I actually think Trevor Lawrence might have better decision-making than even Deshaun Watson. So I really like this pick for Jacksonville. My number two pick is Zach Wilson from BYU. He has some electric moves as well. He is... I think Trevor Lawrence is the in a class of his own this year. Zach Wilson's got a little bit more... Um, How do I put this? Red flags, almost like not red flags, but questions. Can he do it at the big level? He's been playing in the Mountain West, not the ACC. Can he do it? It'll be interesting to see what Zach Wilson can do. I believe that it's some growing pains. I think that Zach Wilson will get there. It just might not be right now. It's a good fit for the New York Jets. They're not going to be the best of teams this year. And I think that it would be smart to just ease him into things and teach him the thing, like teach him the offense. I think he would fill this role very well for them. And I think that down the road, this could turn out to be a very great pick. Now, the real draft, I believe, if you guys have been following what I've been saying the last while, I think starts at number three. I think those first two picks are locks on most people's boards. Now, number three, San Francisco's traded up. The biggest questions is, is it Trey Lance? Is it Justin Fields? Is it Mac Jones? Well, I'm going to go with in mind, Trey Lance. I really like Trey Lance. I think that this is probably the biggest question mark pick of everything so far. I think that Trey Lance from North Dakota, he he has dazzled in 2019. He hardly played, though, in 2021. And now we're looking at this thing, and it it's like, can does this look like um, the right pick? I think that this pick could either make them look like geniuses or it could also make them set back quite a few years. I think that Trey Lance will work out. I think that a lot of people are thinking, though, that Mac Jones goes here as well. And I, the reason why I'm just going to make my example why I'm taking Trey Lance here is I like Trey Lance in this spot for the simple reason of he has bigger upside. He has risk-taking mentality playing, so that's similar to Patrick Mahomes. I believe that he can take this team to the next level and they need a big playmaker. I think Mac Jones is probably the most NFL ready right now, but I think that they're going to take the Trey Lance pick here and it will all make sense down the road kind of for the San Francisco 49ers as they need a guy that has explosive playmaking. And I believe that Trey Lance does more of that than Mac Jones. Now on to Atlanta. Here's another really questionable pick because as I was recording this, there are rumors that Julio Jones is possibly getting traded. So 
If Julio Jones gets traded, Jamar Chase could go here. There's a lot of things that could happen here. I'm going to go with the consensus. Either they keep and I'm going to just make sure there's no trades in my mock drafts for everybody to know. So I'm going to take Kyle Pitts here. So Kyle Pitts is my pick for Atlanta. What I like about Kyle Pitts is he's big. He does a lot of the right things. He's kind of that X-factor talent. He needs to put on a little bit more weight, though, if he's going to be playing tight end long-term. He's 6'5", 245. I'd like him to get about 255 if he's going to play that position for blocking and such. I think that Kyle Pitts kind of fills the role that they needed, though. Tight end, you have Ridley, and if Julio stays sweet, this pick, a lot of people wanted them to take a QB. Matt Ryan is not their problem. Matt Ryan has done a very, very, very good job there when he's held upright. So I think that Atlanta will make the right decision here and go with Kyle Pitts unless they trade out. If they can trade out, look for a team like Denver or even New England, but that's a long haul up there to get a QB. On to my fifth pick, Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bengals. This one is a big one, I think. And a lot of people have been hearing about Jamar Chase going here because, oh, the LSU ties with Joe Burrows. I like more the Mika Parsons pick, not so much either. People have been rumoring a lot of things here. Cincinnati doesn't need those things. They need somebody to keep him upright. That's Oregon's Sewell. That's where who's going to go there. Penny Sewell, he's huge. He's awesome. He reminds me of Ogden. He's done a great job in Oregon. Keep your QB up, right? You spent a first last year on him. Take that. That's my pick. And I believe that Cincinnati, he falls right to them in a nice spot there. Now, Miami. Now, we go on to Miami at number six. Miami has a few needs here. They have a few first. I believe they have two first-round picks as I'm going down here. Yes, two first-round picks. So when you look through this, I think that Miami's going to take the best player available right now, an electric man, Jamar Chase. If you haven't gotten to watch him, he is electric as well. He has done a lot of good things over the past few years in LSU. He is the best receiver, I think, in the draft. He sat out so some of the season there. So his, that's why Devontae Smith and Waddle, those were also good picks in the first round. But Jamar Chase is the pick here. He goes to Miami and... He really bolsters this offense and makes them a little bit more explosive. And maybe Tua has a weapon now. I don't think they take a QB in this spot. And I think that Miami stays put. Now, at number seven, there's a true question here. What do you do? Detroit Lions, I think they're trying to get out of this pick. I think that in the top 10, the two picks that you could see moving are Atlanta and Detroit. And I think that those two... Those are the two that I would really be watching on draft day if there's going to be some movement. Now, Detroit, if they stay put at number seven, what position they could almost fill anything? If they stay put, I'm thinking that they will probably go with Devontae Smith or they're going to go with Waddle or they might even go Justin Fields here. But I'm going to say Devontae Smith is their pick. Detroit, I think they need some weapons after Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay are gone. Devontae Smith, the Alabama receiver, would fill that role really well for them. And I think that that makes their team a heck of a lot better in the future with the top-end talent at wide receiver. Now, Carolina at number eight. This is a true question of what can Carolina do. They have a lot of holes. I think this team could trade out too with the QB positions and all of those things available. But a, a, again, I'm not going to be doing where there's QB trades in mind. So I think that the, what they're going to do is they're going to take an old lineman Slater to keep their quarterback upright that they just got Darnold. So I'm going to take Rashawn Slater from 
Uh, let me just check. I think it's Northwestern. Yes, Northwestern, three-year starter, great, great talent. You need those old linemen. I, I see a few old linemen going really high in this draft, and Rashawn Slater is that for me. I really enjoy um, watching him in the Big Ten when I got to. Didn't get to see a lot of games, but I did get to see a few. He's a great talent. Now, Denver at number nine is where I think that Justin Fields falls to if there's no trades. Justin Fields to Denver. This just makes sense. Justin Fields falling this far is kind of crazy. And I think that Justin Fields really fills this hole nicely. Justin Fields is what Denver needs. They need that explosive arm talent. And I think that Justin Fields can actually move the ball down the field really well. He has a ton of upside. My favorite two QB prospects in this one are Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. This is a great fit for Denver. And they finally get the QB of the future as long as they don't get him destroyed in the first few years. Keep him upright. And I think this is a good fit for him. Now, we go into De- Dallas Cowboys. This one's a simple one. This is one of my almost, like, my locks of the draft. Patrick Sertan from Alabama. They need a lengthy uh, corner. You put him on the side. They need this. They need to get into battles. I think Dallas takes him. I think that he's one of the best talents in the draft so far. Like, player-wise, I think he's a top five. But he falls here just because of basic needs. And I think Dallas is laughing with a Patrick Sertan pick. Now, down to New York, where I pick 11, in case people are trying to follow with me, is pick 11, the Giants. There's a lot going on here as well. They could fill a lot of holes. They need a linebacker, O-line, wide receiver, running back, and D-lineman. For the needs, I'm going to go with their pick here. It's not the hardest pick in the world for me, but I think that they, the New York Giants are easily going to try to keep. You spend a pick on Daniel Jones a few years ago. I like Darshaw from Virginia Tech. He's a gifted left tackle prospect. He plays with plus body control. He's quickness, smooth, and agility. Those are his top things. I think that he's, uh, I think that he's the pick for them. He's three twenty two six four and played for Virginia Tech, and I think that's a great pick for the Giants. Few old linemen going early in my mock draft. Now down to the Eagles. I think that Jalen Waddle is easily the pick here. The Eagles need to get a wide receiver that's fast, speedy, and can really fill that type role. Jalen Waddle fills that for Philly, and they're getting into a new age in Philadelphia. Now, getting down to the Chargers now. The Chargers need corners. They need a lot of things as well. O-linemen. I see that their pick here is Horn, J.C. Horn from South Carolina. Chargers need somebody on there, especially in that division, to take on Patrick Mahomes and kind of make it so that those battles, they can handle it and try to slow down Patrick Mahomes as well as they can. South Carolina product, J.C. Horn, six foot, 205, and I think this, he's a three-year starter for them. This is a great pick for the Chargers, and he fills that hole very nicely for them. Now, the Vikings, they need a lot of things as well. O-line, D-line, linebacker, and um, quarterback, they say on here, but I don't really agree with that. Kirk Cousins is decent. I'm going to take Mika Parsons for them. Great talent. He sat out last year. He um, He's a day-one starter. He fills that, and Vikings always like to take defensive players. I see Mika Parsons as a great pick for the Minnesota Vikings, and he bolsters that defense in a spot that they could really use. Now, moving down to the New England Patriots, they're number 15, and I believe that at this point in the draft, all the three receivers, the top three receivers are gone, and 
my original prediction was they would take a receiver if one of them were there. I don't see that happening now with no trades. So I see New England taking Mac Jones. Mac Jones falls here. He has average accuracy, and I think that he's just a starter right now. He's a perfect fit for them, maybe not even to start this year, but it would Cam Newton and him to get into a battle, and maybe by the end of the season, Mac Jones take over. So this is now my fifth QB gone in the top 15. That is... For myself, I see this as there's going to be a few trades, but that is the perfect landing spot for Mac Jones. He goes there, Bill Belichick, lots of learning to do. But the future is bright when you have a leader like uh, Bill Belichick in the building. Now we get to 16. It's halfway through the draft, and Arizona's on the clock, and they need a few things. So they need a running back, wide receiver, O-line, and a corner. When you look at what the best position available is right now, I'm looking through, and I'm going to say that they need, at this point in the draft, they don't need as much as a receiver as people think right now because a lot of people were going crazy on, oh, they could take a receiver in this spot and all these things. I think that Travis Etienne could be a good fit here, but I don't see him going quite yet. I think that there's going to be another pick or two before Travis Etienne happens, and I think that um, Arizona is going to take Virginia um let me just check this. I believe that I, my, yes, right here. So my pick for Arizona is Virginia Tech's Farley, cornerback, six foot one, 197. They need to bolster their defense as well with Matthew Stafford getting in the division. You have Russell Wilson and a lot of high-powered offenses. They're going to take the corner from Virginia Tech, and I think this is what Arizona needs the most of, and I think that that's going to help them down the road because they need to bolster that defense a bit and get it a little bit more to the next level. I believe that this pick will really help Arizona, and I think that they're still probably a little bit behind the Rams, and I, you think even the 49ers, but this helps their team in the long run. Now, halfway through the draft, we are we're at number 17, and the perfect thing to do here is the Raiders. They have been in the perfect example of a great player falling to them, and... A lot of things have been happening, and this team has O-line help. They need D-line and a lot of things. But I think that they take Pay. I'm going to murder his name from Michigan, Quiddy Pay. He's fallen now to hit them. I do like the Alabama guy here, but he has some personality things, and people don't know if he wants to like learn and all these. I just see this as Pay falls to them. It's exactly what they need and fills that role. Oakland needs to bolster that defense as well. And I think that's a great pick for them. And Oakland or Las Vegas, sorry, needs to make this defense a heck of a lot better. And I think that that will really make them stronger, but still quite a ways away. Look for Las Vegas to do a crazy pick too, because Gruden and them, sometimes they make some crazy picks that are off the kind of off the book. So it'll be interesting to see where the Raiders go. Now, into Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins have already in this draft taken Jamar Chase. I'm liking in this 18th pick. They have filled the receiver spot, and now I see D-line, O-line, running back, and linebacker. I can see this team at this point in the draft. Everybody's been thinking that the first running back off the board is probably going to be Najee Harris, but I like Travis Etienne here. I'm going to take Travis Etienne. Now you have Travis Etienne. And you have Tua last year. I know everybody thought Tua was gone, but now you got Jamar Chase, Travis Etienne, and Tua. This offense now is really 
it's, it's going to be a fun one to watch. And I think Travis Etienne falling there is just a great pick for them. It fills exactly what they needed. And Travis Etienne is a superstar. And I think down the road, you're going to see why this team needed a player like that. He really suits that offense, those dump passes. And Miami, I, I think that this is exactly the first running back goes at 18 for myself. Now into Washington. And Washington, this is kind of where a draft... A lot of people are wondering where Washington is going to go with this pick. Uh, and it's like, where are, where are they going to go? And I think that Notre Dame's, um, I'm going to murder his name as well, J.O.C. Kurama. He's a linebacker. He, he's what they need. And I feel like they need to get a first-round linebacker here. They've spent a lot of picks on that D-line. Get an explosive linebacker here. Help out a bit. I know he's small, but behind that D-line, it's a perfect fit. He's not the biggest of players, but I think that his explosive talent will make them very good, especially behind a guy like Chase Young. And I think that that's exactly what happens here. When I look down onto the next picks now, I look down and I really see we're looking at number 20 already in the draft, Chicago Bears. I like Elijah Moore or Tooney. And I think Tooney from Florida fills this spot really good for them. He has that slot talent. He's he plays bigger than his listed size, of course, and he's battled injuries, but I think that this is the perfect thing for Chicago. They need a fast guy. They need to move it, and no QBs are left on the board at 20, so they're going to take Tooney. I like this pick for them. I think that Tooney is exactly the type of player that this team really needs, and I think that Tooney can push this team and if can really help out down the road considering there's no QBs left. They're going to play, they're going to throw the dice right now with Andy Dalton and keep and go with Tooney. And I think that this will really help them. It's just going to take a while for this team to build up an offense, but Tooney falls to them in a good spot there. Now, what I have is actually back to backs, basically, is Indianapolis. Now, who are they going to take? And Indianapolis has a lot of things going on here. Do they take a receiver at all offseason? I've heard so much at the 21 pick. Are they going to, where are they going to go? And those type of things what's going to happen and I think that the biggest thing coming out of today is what this team can do is almost go anywhere and whoever falls to them now for them I really really like a defensive player <clears throat> from Georgia and that is Aziz Ajaralar I murdered his name as well 249-62 he's an edge full grown 3-4 outside linebacker NFL ready I like this pick for them and I think Indianapolis always does great on picks like this where it falls down to them. I really like this one, and I think it could really help them in the long term, especially in a tough division. It's getting harder with the Tennessee Titans pushing, and I think this will help them get better in the long run. And the next pick, of course, is their division rival, the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans are another really, really good team, and I think that there's going to be a few things that go on here. For them, what positions do they need? And now a corner has fallen to them from Northwestern. Greg Newsom is second. That's who I'm taking. Greg Newsom falls to them. I think that the Tennessee Titans, exactly the same thing, especially when you're trying to take over the AFC. you got to build your defense up if you're going to play the Chiefs. Back-to-back -back defensive players, Greg Newsom is going to be a good fit for the Tennessee Titans, and they need to kind of bolster a secondary that didn't look the best in that Baltimore playoff game. Moving on to the New York Jets, though. So they've already taken Zach Wilson. I have them filling their first need. So now we have corner, O-line, D-line, and tight end. Those are their top things left that they need to fill. And I look at this. 
They tr- so this is the Seattle pick for anybody that's not sure. Eric Stokes or Tyson Campbell, both from Georgia. This is kind of where I'm thinking they go, go with this one. I think that Stokes fits them very well. I think his quickness and speed, route runners, he can stay close the distance very good for anybody that hasn't got to see him down at Georgia. While there's mild flashes of playmaking, potentially he's more likely to play the receiver rather than attacking the football. I think that he's going to learn, and he's twitchy. I like how he can close the distance like the... Um, like a lot of the experts have said, and I just see this as a great fit for them, building a team in the long run. Eric Stokes, the corner, to New York. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers have been a great franchise in the past. We are looking at a team that has not done as well in recent years with offensive things. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, all those things have happened. Now, I believe the best fit for them, this is my favorite pick, and I think that he just falls nicely. Najee Harris, plus-sized runner. He's got a lot of positives, 232, 6'1". You put him there, he's going to make Pittsburgh a heck of a lot better. And he's the best running back they've had since Le'Veon. James Conner was never that great, explosive talent. He was kind of a fill-in role. This is where Najee Harris needs to go. If he can fall this far to them, Pittsburgh's laughing. If running backs, if... The other thing is you could see them even trading up if Travis Etienne goes unless they because they're going to have to wait a few picks. But Najee Harris to the Pittsburgh Steelers just makes too much sense not to happen. Now Jacksonville with the 25th pick. And I'm flying through it today. So the 25th pick is going to be um, Trevor Lawrence is already gone. Cornerback. They could use O-line, D-line, tight end. Jacksonville, who falls to him but... They're going to look at this, and I think that, of course, you draft. So, like, when I look at their needs, corner, tight end, those are great ones. O and D line would be a good one. But my favorite pick here is you got to take somebody to keep your QB upright, right? Like, that's probably the most important thing to do. And O linemen, there's a few that have kind of fallen, like, not fallen, but I guess fallen into their lap here at this pick. My favorite player here is you could see a guard like Vera Tucker from USC. Like, and that's just it. It's like, does he fall? And I see him as a great fit for them. And I would take him 30864. He's a wide body. He can really keep um, Trevor Lawrence upright. And you draft a guy like that so that you can keep your new quarterback upright. And I think that this team will be built properly this time around. Now, the 26th pick, and I'm getting there is seven picks left. So, and then I'm going to review them really quickly. So, the Cleveland Browns, who could they take? There's so much going on D line, corners, linebackers. There's just a ton going on for Cleveland. And what positions? I think Odell Beckham might be on the move here. So, look no further than Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU. I see them taking a receiver. Cleveland can fill that and give it to Baker Mayfield. They get a new receiver, and they get younger. They got DPJ, Donald Peoples-Jones. They got Terrace Marshall Jr. They got Jarvis, and I think that's the end of Odell. Look for Odell Beckham to get traded as well. Now, getting into Baltimore at 27, uh, who do they take? I think that they are going to definitely be looking at an O-lineman to keep Lamar getting protected. The first player from Oklahoma State to go. He's ready, this kid. 317, 6'5. He's huge, athletic, he's consistent. And if you've watched the tapes on him, he can play tackle or guard. He is a great player. And I think that he's 
he's blocked and he locks his blocks and centers up, squares nicely to them. This is a great pick for Baltimore. And I think that going into the future, you got to keep your QBs upright. So I do see in my mock draft a lot of tackles and old linemen going. So Tevin Jenkins is my pick. Now into our final five picks of the first round, the Saints, Packers, Bills, Ravens, Bucks. So at 28, the Saints, what positions do they need? And they need a lot, I think. I see the uh, Saints, they could go many ways, but I think the best one is Elijah Moore. Moore might seem like a slot-only receiver, but he, has the ability, he does have the ability to work outside. His running is mesmerizing, and he can beat people in man coverage. He's amassed 490 yards and on passes more than 20 yards downfield, which is a good for seventh best in the class. You need an opposite guy. They lost Emmanuel Sanders. It just makes too much sense to not take him. And I think that Elijah Moore, they need another receiver to go across from Michael Thomas, especially in this division. That's a great pick for the Saints. And I think that those type of players you need. Now moving on to the Green Bay Packers. So the Green Bay Packers, this is a tough one because who is going to fall this far? And Green Bay, they could fill a lot of holes here, right? And Green Bay, there's a lot of players right now in the draft that who goes here, who goes there. I think that they're going to go with the edge of Penn State, possibly, Jason Oma, and that's where my pick is going to be. Is I think that they could go with a player like that just because if he can fall this far, it's him or Jalen Phillips. And if Jalen Phillips is still on the board, it's going to be between those two. Now, you have to look at these two and what are the positives. And my pick is going to be Jalen Phillips just because he's in 21 and a half on the draft pros books. Like, that's where they have him going. And he would go higher if his concussion issues weren't. He's the number one overall recruit um, coming out of high school. He is great. And I think that he has just got a little bit more upside and... Uh, that's where my pick is for them. They got to get a little bit. The Packers need to build up a defense, that or receiver, but there's been so many receivers gone that I see Jalen Phillips going here. First round, he is gone. And I think that that will move this team in the right direction and Aaron Rodgers will be a little happier. He'd always also be happy if one of these receivers that I had going falls. But that isn't the case. And Jalen Phillips, great pick. He falls. Some people have him as high as going to Miami at 18. I have Jalen Phillips falling to 29 to Green Bay, making a great run for Green Bay Packers and watch them. Their defense is getting better. Now, Buffalo Bills. They always the Buffalo Bills could easily look into strengthen to look to strengthen and with Ronald Moore, Trevin Morag, but grabbing a tackle here makes just as much sense. That's what a lot of the experts on like pro football talk are talking, is they think that maybe an old lineman here to Buffalo. I actually see the old lineman. They have corner needs, they have tight end, they have running back, and they have um, D-line needs. And I see the Penn State guy actually going here. Back-to-back picks. Jason Oma, so proud of Kiki Build and some of the most exciting traits and explosiveness off the edge defender in this draft can be taught, but they can't be coached up. He's 6'4", 257. Buffalo fills that. They are building up another great defense. That's my pick there. I think that this type of move for Buffalo rather than the O-line, I think their O-line is actually okay. Josh Allen stays pretty upright, and I think... 
that going forward they could maybe address these needs later in the draft. But that is the type of move that I could see happening if a top-end talent like that falls. Now, one of the picks that you can see has fallen is... Christian Barmore, D-line, he has got a few health, like problems in the draft. Some people think that just learning and he doesn't, there's been some red flags. So as you can see, he has fallen quite a far ways on my board. Now, do I think he goes in the first round? I think he could easily go in the first round, but I don't think that it's going to happen right now just with those needs he falls out of the first round that's my personal belief and i just wanted to touch base on that so everybody knows why when you have some personal things doesn't want to there's some red flags with him learning and such so he does fall now with receivers bateman from minnesota is a great one for the ravens this could also be a packers pick but i have him falling here because of the great jalen phillips green bay just loves that falling and the moves so big 10 receiver though for the ravens Number 31st pick, Rashad Bateman. He has flashes of eye-opening production, and he's against stronger, but he's inconsistent against more talented opponents. He has clever press release, and he has a very good agility, and he'll attack the ball in the air. So he's a good pick for Baltimore. They need to help Lamar, and I think down the road this team needs to get away from just running the ball. I do think they need to get into moving the ball downfield a bit if they're going to ever make a Super Bowl run. Now, closing it out, who is going to go? Tampa Bay. Let's see. So Tampa Bay has so many things going right for them. They're the best team in the NFL with the Chiefs. Who goes there? But who? what type of pick? And I think that receiver-wise, there's a lot of ones. I think that when I look at the receivers, I could see <clears throat> a few of them going. I think that one of the best falls actually in the draft for them right now is with um, Antonio Brown gone. And I could see Nico Collins from Michigan. That's my pick. Nico Collins. I like him and he's big. And I think that that type of player doesn't fall in that far usually when he wasn't a first round talent. But Tampa Bay has so many great position fills that they can take a guy like this, build him in, and you have two big receivers down the road. You got Nico Collins, 6'4", 215. You got Mike Evans on the other side, and I think Godwin's on his last year here. So look at Nico Collins to be taken by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to fill that last year for Godwin, and then the future is bright for Tampa Bay Brady and Mike Evans. Now, that closes out my first round of the draft. I'm going to get into thanking the sponsors and today's sponsor is again fit code conditioning if you're wanting to take your fitness to the next level look no further the online training is great and it can take your fitness to easily to the next level just by showing you videos and building a program to what you have at home i know a lot of people do not have access to gyms right now so this could be a great great opportunity for you it's cost efficient it's 50 dollars a month and it can keep you accountable as there's check-ins daily not weekly as every time you do a workout it sends to the trainers thank you very much for letting us always have this support from fit code and press box talk wants to thank fit code conditioning for always coming out and really helping us with that as we get started. So now to move into my second portion of today's podcast is I've just went through 32 picks very fast. So I know I've been talking a lot today and without the personality here, it was a little tough. So let's be get into these. Let's pick through them. And I'm going to just touch on a few things that I wanted to make sure that people know. Trevor Lawrence, number one, is an easy one. However, as I move down, just to touch on a few of my picks, 
if you haven't watched a lot of college football. So now to touch on them, Zach Wilson, he he's the probably the guy he's that most people saw drive up the most in the last year. His arm is special. He's made more NFL throws weekly than any other, any other quarterback in this class. He looks like the real deal. Like I said, there's going to be some growing pains from the Mountain West to the NFL, but I truthfully believe that he is going to be one of those top players. If it wasn't Trevor Lawrence so far above, this guy could have went one overall. Zach Wilson is a top-end talent for them. Now, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are locks, I believe, in this draft. I think these were made a long time ago. Now I want to just touch on Trey Lance. Trey Lance is my pick at three because of the upside. Now, Mac Jones could go here. Justin Fields could go here. A lot of things. The reason why I took Trey Lance is I think he is the biggest upside, and I think he is the greenest of them. And the reason I have him going to San Francisco is simple. Trey Lance has that upside that Kyle Shanahan loves. I think that if Trey Lance doesn't go here, Mac Jones also suits him. I think Mac Jones kind of reminds Kyle Shanahan of uh, lesser Matt Ryan. But I think if you're going to trade this much up, you you don't go for Mac Jones. I think you go out on a limb and you take Trey Lance. You want an explosive guy similar to Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying Trey Lance is that, but I could see down the road possibly Trey Lance being that. And I think that that's a good fill for them. Now, on to the fourth. Fourth pick Atlanta. I truthfully believe this pick could be traded, and this could be a run on four QBs. However, in most drafts, you don't see that. And if the rumors are true that Julio Jones could be gone, Kyle Pitts falls. So it would be Jamar Chase, I believe, if Julio Jones gets traded. But I went with Kyle Pitts because at the time of the recording, there was not a trade locked in. So I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts there. He's a great talent from Florida. My one knock on him is I don't like when guys don't play in the bowl games. Kyle Pitts did sit out and Florida got destroyed. Kyle Pitts, though, great talent. Probably one of the best tight ends we've seen in recent years. And it's a good fill there. Now, Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, I know there's been a lot of talk about Jamar Chase, and Jamar Chase was the consensus pick that most people want to make, but you got to keep your QB upright. You don't spend a first on a guy like that, and for me, I believe that Sewell is exactly what we need in Cincinnati for that team, and Joe Burrows needs a guy to keep him upright. This guy's one of the best talents around. He wants to put fear into the other side, he said. And I think that's exactly what the type of player we need is for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that it just makes too much sense. And I know that when you go into drafts, people always say, oh, some picks make too much sense. This one just makes too much sense for me. And for go- when you think about the Cincinnati Bengals, I guess, it's just they need to, if you spend a first overall pick on a QB, you got to keep them upright. You can't have them knocked around. And going into the future of a franchise, if you're spending first, you got to kind of invest in protection. Now, is the next pick Miami? They could go so many ways here. And Jamar Chase falling to them is ideal, I believe. Like, ideal, ideal. Jamar Chase goes there with Tua. And later in the draft, I'm just going to touch on that. I have Etienne going there. This offense, build an offense, get explosive. I Like, the Miami Dolphins could like easily jump a few if Tua can without uh, Fitzpatrick there could be some growing pains you get a few weapons here in the first round Jamar Chase falling there is such a great talent best receiver in the class it's so easy to take this pick and it just makes so much sense for me that he goes there LSU's receiver great talent and it's it's just a no-brainer now 
Devontae Smith is comparison is Calvin Ridley. The Lions don't have. So if the Lions stay at seven and they don't trade out, look for them to trade with Denver possibly. And the reason why you think, why is Denver going to jump up too? So they can get Justin Fields, right? So I really see Justin Fields going here and you switch the picks kind of. And you can see Devontae Smith going nine. But if this stays put, Devontae Smith is exactly what the Lions need. No Calvin, no Marvin, no Kenny Galladay. Go with a top-end talent. Get Jared Goff a weapon. You have uh, you have Williams from the Raiders. You have now Devontae Smith. They have Swift. Build a little offense here. Make it explosive for the next few years. Later in the draft, the Lions do have a lot of other holes, linebackers. The other pick I could see is if they trade out of this one down to 15, Mika Parsons makes a heck of a lot of sense for them. Now, Carolina is another really questionable pick that I made. I took Rashawn Slater. Some people say, oh, that's early, early. You're never too early for O-linemen, especially with after Sewell went, the best player in the draft, I believe, um, other than, like, yeah, probably for me, actually, he is my favorite player in the entire draft, is you take Slater, you keep Darnold up, right? You get Christian McCaffrey, a little bit more room to move there, and they have great receivers in David Moore and Bobby Anderson. He is a good pick there. And the other one that you could see is also Justin Fields. If they're not in love with Darnold, don't be shocked if Justin Fields goes to the Carolina Panthers because Justin Fields has a lot of upside. Now at nine, this just one made so much sense. Like Dak Prescott before him, Justin Fields is and with dual threat. He is a dual threat QB and Denver needs something. They've screwed up so many times in their previous years. Justin Fields is a great fit. I don't see him falling out of the top 10. And if he's still on the board here, and for instance, if Denver, I still think Justin Fields goes a little earlier, but Denver would be laughing if they could get him without trading. I do believe they'll have to trade up two picks with the Lions, trade those two picks, trade some things and get Justin Fields because they want him and they need him. And that's the type of team that I think the Denver Broncos can build around, especially in that draft. It would be, or in this draft, it would be fun to see him, Patrick Mahomes, same um, division. Now, when we get to number 10, and number 10 being the Dallas Cowboys, I'm explaining this pick very easily because I think that the Dallas Cowboys need a corner, right? And the best corner available is Patrick Sertan. They, they just, it makes way too much sense. He has was targeted a whole, only 48 times last season and just allowed 273 yards on 20 yard receptions. Not too shabby. He's the best corner in the draft. It makes sense. And the Dallas Cowboys have always had defensive issues. Take the best corner in the draft. Take a Bama guy. Build this thing right. The New York Giants, this is another pick that some people probably think is crazy that I took an old lineman. I think that an old lineman, though, is never that insane this early. With Darsha, the thing about him is the either once Sewell is Sewell or however you say it, sorry, uh, and Slater are gone he rivals those guys. He's not, I don't think, as good, but he's the next thing. And you got to keep, you have to keep Daniel Jones up to see what you spent that pick on. That's where he goes. Three O-linemen in the top 11 picks is not that crazy. Now, at number 12, Philadelphia, Waddle is just a great pick here, I think. With Waddle, he is, like, some people have him going as early as seven, but I still see, and like, his his type of receiver he's like is kind of like an AB, and I think that this type of player would really fit Philadelphia well. They need a top end receiver. You have Jalen Hurts, give him some weapons. Jalen Waddle's a good one here. Now at thirteen, Horn. The reason why I picked him is just a very simple thing. 
they needed a corner. So I went with a corner, and I felt like this also could have been an old lineman. Darshoff, he falls. You can see the Chargers taking him. That's just my simple explanation why I made that happen. Mika Parsons at 14 for the Minnesota Vikings was a simple one because Mika Parsons is a top-end talent. If he falls all the way to 14, see that happen. Minnesota always likes going defense. New England's another pick. Mac Jones, I see that that trade up. But if he can fall to them, they're laughing. And then the next few I'm going to just kind of go through quickly. Arizona made sense. You need a corner. Caleb Fairley. The Raiders pay Travis Etienne, 18. Miami, you know, I liked. They could also, you could see them taking a defensive player like Jalen Phillips here. And then I went Tooney with Chicago. I went the linebacker from Notre Dame to Washington, Omoso. Then I went um, for the... <clears throat> I went with the Indianapolis Colts taking George's Ed Rusher, Ogier Larry, and then Greg Newsom corner. Eric Stokes was a the New York Jets one, the corner. Good pick there. Najee Harris, one of my favorite picks later in the draft. I then touched on Jacksonville taking a guard if he could fall. Vera Tucker, keep Trevor Lawrence up. Terrace Walsh Jr., the wide receiver, the other LSU wide receiver to Cleveland because Odell's gone. And then I looked at Baltimore Ravens taking their O-lineman first. Oklahoma State, great talent. Another O-lineman goes. You keep Lamar upright. Tevin Jenkins. Then we get to the New Orleans Saints, Elijah Moore. Good, good pick here. They need to go opposite Michael Thomas. You need two of them. That's how you do it. Green Bay gets one of the best players in the draft. Concussion issues with Jalen Phillips falls to them. I love it. And then the Buffalo Bills go with another edge rusher from Penn State, Jason Owe. Great pick for them. They need it. And I think that this really makes their team stronger. You got to get better and you got to beat the Chiefs, basically. Rashawn Bateman goes to Baltimore. They need another receiver. I see him falling. Some people had him going as high as like 11 to New York. He falls a bit, so he goes there. And then Miami, or Tampa Bay, I mean, taking. Nico Collins is a great fill because they need somebody for long-term for Godwin. So my next topic is this. I'm going to post all of that so you guys can follow and you can see all my picks. I went through it quick, I know. It is hard to go, though. Any If I went too slow, it'd be drug out. So I have about another 15 minutes here just to close out the show. So what I'm going to talk about now is this. Players to watch on day two that I really like and what other things to look for in the NFL going forward. When we are looking at picks to fall, probably the number one on my list that you saw that there's a few things that are there is Christian Barrymore. He is a great, he's a big body, but like I said, this is the type of player his can he be taught? And that was the thing. It's a red flag that just came out. That's a big red flag for people. And I just see that is that the type of player that goes in the first round? And I didn't like putting him in the first round because of red flags sometimes push these these guys out. Kind of like they push them out of the first round. Second round, there could be a great pick there. And Kenny Fall, and that's the type of player. And a lot of people are wondering would a type of player like that fall that far? I see it just with those red flags right now. And that's kind of where I'm seeing it. I bumped up a few guys and that maybe don't go. I bumped them that are second round talent. If you look on a lot of like Sports Illustrated, NFL.com like the edge rusher from Penn State, and a few of those. Now, for me, I think that a great player to watch right now is in the second day, and I like this type of player. You go on the, you go on NFL, and maybe you don't hear about him as much, but his 
the Big 12, Joseph Ose, or however you say his name. He's an inside linebacker, stock rise quickly after a move to natural edge position. His draft grade will require a good deal of projection as he's still raw. This is a great day two pick. I would love to see a team take him. He has so much upside. He's one of my favorite players to watch. And I think that the future of this kid is what hopefully he goes to a team that can really develop his talents. A lot of guys see him going, and that's kind of why Miami didn't take that. That's how I went, is Jalen Phillips doesn't go there because he could go early. They have the fourth pick. He could go early here, look at Atlanta, Miami to address these needs very early in the second round of the draft. When I'm moving on into my other picks that I like is the other Georgia corner that we were touching on earlier that it was a debate almost, right? Is who, Tyson Campbell or? Tyson Campbell is an outside corner with undeniable physically. 6'1", 193, smooth hips, agile feet, and guide him around the field, but he doesn't allow to trust his footwork on overall technique, which leads to occasional bolts with imbalance and coverage. He's the type of player that falls learns becomes great day two pick kind of and i'm not bashing him he kind of at this size he's a little raw right he needs to away the lock he needs to polish up like a darius clay years ago of the lions look for tyson campbell to go second day look great and really fill a need for a team in the later in a year or two i think that he just needs a little bit of development and that's all and that's not a knock on him at all. I really like a player like that on day two. You take a guy that you can groom into exactly what you need. That's the type of player that I like is good attitude. You move forward and you can make some real headway. The other pick that I see in the second day is there's a lot of players going. And when you look and see what's available on the draft, there's a lot of players that kind of fell here. There's a center that's Landon Dickerson, and his big thing is he was outstanding at Alabama. He he played, he was sustained, he has a broad, well-built frame and above-average core strength and has true guard center flexibility. He's a great pick for a team. When you're looking at a guy to fall, this one would be a good one, especially on day two. I wouldn't be shocked if a team that drafted a QB that needs an O-line help that takes him. Like This would be a good, good pick for a team. Filling up that role you could take a guy like this. Some people have Jacksonville in the second round taking a receiver to for Trevor Lawrence. What better than really, like, honestly, just a quick one off the top is Amari Rogers from Clemson. Pair him with his receiver. You know what I mean? Amari Rogers. There you go. Type of player. See him. He's a slot target for them. See him go. You, I could also see another receiver to look at is Tylan Wallace. Wallace is slightly undersized at 5'11" but has the swagger, toughness, and ball skills to get the job done. Look at them to take Jacksonville early in that first round to take something, especially if you got Trevor Lawrence and old lineman in the first. Take a talent and a wide receiver. Those type of players falling would be good for them, I think. Now, another guy that I really like that's going to be in the second day, and a lot of people would remember uh, this name, is just Asante Samuel Jr., and Bloodlines, he's amazing, right? He had good feet, He's about, but he's average size, 5'10", 180. Look for him to put a little size on. He's another guy like how I touched on earlier corners. There's a lot of corners here, actually, that could fall. Aaron Robinson from UCF, Syracuse's FIA too. I'm going to murder that melophony. And then Elijah Molden, Robert Raquel. But I see Asante Samuels Jr. Look for maybe New England 
New England, maybe even a Philly tie there. Sante Samuel Jr. from Florida State, a nice name to watch on day two, possibly day three if he falls. But I, I, I think that he won't fall out of the second round. I really don't. And that's second, third round he'll be, but second round more than anything. And I know that a lot of people thought I was crazy, Travis Etienne, going that early, but I went out on a limb. I like to be aggressive on mine, and I took Travis Etienne. So running backs, who's available? There's North Carolina's, and when you look at this, the biggest knock on Javante Williams is he, like he's got five, he's 5'9", 212, he, but his biggest knock is he, he's a terror behind the pads and he looks great, but in blocking schemes, he... He tends to trust the block and keep and keeps his runs on track, but can recalibrate when needed. So that's a good thing. But he's best suited to gap. Power and inside runs rather than flowing wide when he lacks one cut quickness. He's not that super fast guy. So he's more of in the tackles. That's his only knock. He could go later, but it just depends on what teams need. He's a guy to watch. And I know for the Canadian viewers, another guy later in the draft, Chuba Hubbard, his He's got the speed and everything. The biggest knock on him is probably his blocking. And, well, it is his blocking. His He's fast. Look for a team to take him, put him in a... He can kind of hide behind. He's a great tempo-driven player. Look for a team that needs that third down back to fill it. He'll learn, hopefully down the road, he learns to block, can bump him up, make, make him an every down back. But he has a lot to learn about the blocking, I believe. But he's a great talent and... That's another guy. He won't be on day two. I think he's more of a day three day, maybe fourth, fifth round pick. That's the type of player that I see there. Another great player, Collins from Tulsa, Javen Collins. Rare size athleticism. He's a big outside linebacker. He's a team-oriented defender, willing to plug in gaps and spill the action wide for teammates to run down. This guy's a great team player. Look for a team that really needs a top-end talent to take him. He, on some people's boards, went really early. I could see him going very early as well. But I think that his biggest thing will be if what team he goes to, he can just lead right away. And I think that if he could go another team again, Miami Dolphins, he could fill that role for them. They just got rid of... Um, oh, I'm blanking. BYU. BYU linebacker. Give me a second, folks. BYU linebacker, Patriots. Oh, I'm, I'm blanking here. Give me a second. Kyle Vanoy. Sorry. Sorry about that. I just wanted to make sure I had the name. Kyle Vanoy used to play for the Lions. Great fill. That's exactly what they needed, and Miami would be a good fit for him as well. Going into the future of the draft, though, Thursday night, I would just say it's nice to watch, listen, and follow, but there's always some of your favorites. So I encourage you, go to NFL.com. That's where I did my picks, and it can really help you actually understand some names. Do a little reading before, figure out what you would like to see and what players. It's nice to go out on a limb. I feel like if you just follow and go down the list, it's not as fun. I went out on a limb. I feel like if you're going to be looking at mine, the biggest one probably that's a red flag and experts would say is crazy is Travis Etienne going before Najee Harris. But I just love what Travis Etienne does, and he fit Miami. That's my kind of out there throw in the dark. I also went out on a limb on a few of my picks with no trades, which a lot of guys do trades on theirs. But for me, it just wasn't going to happen today. I felt like it's too confusing for new viewers who are trying to learn about the draft and get ready for it. So I stuck to just a model of you pick what the picks were. 
they're going into the next few days, and by the time this drops, if Julio goes, oh, like I said, look for maybe Jamar Chase to bump up in a few people's stocks there if he could go to Atlanta if Julio's on the move. Now, to talk quickly about other news, I have five minutes to wrap this show up today. We did very much miss the personality today. I know he's electric, and I'm hoping that he can do a mock draft as well and drop it. But for mine, I went out on a limb on a few picks, and what I wanted to really touch base on today and was the NFL draft and what it means to these young guys. With last year, there was a lot of things unknown. Peyton Manning did a great tribute. And for this year, a lot of the, I believe 13 athletes are going to be at the draft. So it'll be fun for them. They get to be there. They get to see how being drafted is probably the most exciting day of their life so far. Would it? And it, and it would be. So for them, it'll be exciting. I know Kyle Pitts is one of them. I have not heard if Trevor Lawrence is one. I have only heard actually Kyle Pitts going into this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There's a lot going on. Day one will be first round. That is Thursday night. And then day two is two and three. And then four to seven is on Saturday. With a lot of things going on in the world right now, though, the NFL is a league that the draft comes at the right time. It was like last year. We were unsure what we were getting. And I think that, as always, the NFL draft will be great. The going forward, when you look at other guys' mock drafts, and I encourage you to look at others. Don't just listen to mine. These were just some of the picks I really liked. I truthfully believed when I made this thing that the first two picks were the only locks. I had a few other great picks down the road on them, and it'll be interesting because I'm going to post it. So that's like that's what I'm going with is I'm going to post it, and you guys can all look and see exactly if I was right or wrong because that's the only way to do it, and you can't change things later. With there's with a lot of the going forward future of the draft though and the later picks the hardest part i believed about making these picks today was without trades and without one guy goes it changes the whole draft if you're following it the two the like i touched on earlier today look for number four the atlanta falcons to get out of that pick look for the detroit lions at seven to get out of that pick Look for the Carolina Panthers at eight to get out of theirs. And then look for some later trades in the draft as well. You could see with the rate with the Ravens now having two picks, I could see them trading one of those picks away. I could also see the Cleveland Browns trading out of the first round and getting a receiver, especially if they can get an earlier pick in the second, get a little more capital. With all of those things, there's so much going on. And I encourage you guys to all enjoy the draft and Sit back, enjoy it, and if you can see your families, I hope you can. Enjoy it, have fun, and go on NFL.com, do a mock draft. You go right on there, and you can predict your picks and share it to the page. Or send it to me, and we can share it to the page and your viewers. And I don't know what our restrictions are right now on that, but if you'd like to share it to the page, I would love to have put some viewers up there and focus on you guys as well. This is is Wednesday. I hope that you have a great rest of your day, and I hope that Thursday in the draft is amazing. Go on there, enjoy it, and enjoy your NFL draft weekend, people. See you later from Press Box Talk and your host, The Specimen. Hey, folks. This is Press Box Talks, and uh, this is your host, The Personality. And this is my NFL mock predictions for 2021. 
So, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars with the first overall pick. And I have Trevor Lawrence going there. That's pretty much a hands down. It's a given. It's just going to happen. Um, I'm not sure why, but personally, if I was Jacksonville, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be taking him first overall, but that's who they're going to take. Now, there is kind of like a quarterback debacle here. Like, you know, like everybody... Like the baffle, everybody, um, everybody thinks they know who's going where, and this is where it gets tricky after pick one because pick one's pretty much solidified. After pick one, the floodgates open, and this is where it can destroy everybody's mock draft uh, predictions. But um, for me, I calculated it up where I think each quarterback best fits, along with each player. And if I was general manager, this is how I would do things. Not saying this is how things are going to unfold, but if I was the person in power, this is how I would do things. And this is how I feel a lot of these teams will and should react. I only have one trade on uh, on my draft. I didn't want to get it too complicated. I know there's probably going to be a few more, but uh, I just left it at one. Um, so with that being said... Pick one, Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. Pick two, I am saying Zach Wilson goes to the Jets. That is my prediction. Um, I, he's just such a good quarterback. He's fast. He's athletic. Um, just a good fit. Um, and then pick three, I have San Francisco 49ers with the third pick. And... Uh, I have Trey Lance going there. A lot of people are going to be confused about that. A lot of people think Mac Jones should be going there. But just judging from what I saw on Pro Day, I see that happening. Now, pick four. This is where I predict a trade happening with uh, Atlanta Falcons and New England Patriots. I see the Patriots um, moving up in the pick to get their guy, Mac Jones. So you heard it here first, Mac Jones is going to the Patriots, and uh, yeah, okay. Then pick five, Um, the Bengals have pick five, Um, they really need offense of linemen right now, and uh, Sewell is the best offensive lineman in this draft, hands down, by far, nobody even circums close to this guy, so I'm picking Sewell goes then at six, we have Miami Dolphins. And I am predicting them to pick up Jalen Waddle. Uh, he's a wide receiver playing out of Alabama. He stands at 5'9", 180 pounds. Kid's a stud. He can ball. Um, I think it's a good pick for them. They need, they need some offensive talent. And the kid's got, uh, he's got uh, legs on him. Like he can run. Uh, now... The specimen uh, might be a little uh, upset with this pick because he's all about the Detroit Lions, folks. And the Detroit Lions indeed have the seventh pick in the draft. And I have them taking... Davian... Or Devontae Smith. Sorry for butchering the being there. Devontae Smith. Wide receiver out of Alabama. Stands six feet tall, 170 pounds... Um, I just think they need some offensive weapons. 
Uh, he scored very well. He's got hands. Uh, doesn't drop the ball a lot. Runs clean routes. Just think he would be a good pick for um, Detroit. Now, a lot of people are going to be confused as to why I think he falls, but I don't know. I think there's something about uh, the next pick here that uh, he just has a lot of hype around him, and I don't know if he's going to be able to live up to it or not. And the position in which he plays is on not on every team it's sought it's a sought after position not every team uses a tight end so with that being said pick number eight goes to north carolina pan or carolina panthers and i am saying they pick up kyle pitts at pick eight i say pick uh, pitts falls they pick him up at eight um he's an all-star the guy's good but uh i just think there's a lot of hype over him and uh, it's a pretty in-depth draft this year. Uh, pick nine, um, we have the Denver Broncos. They have the ninth pick this year, and I am saying that they select Justin Fields. Um, a lot of people are gonna disagree that Justin Fields falls that far, but if you look, not every team needs a quarterback, folks. So, uh, and a quarterback's a big commitment. Especially if you already have a quarterback on the bench and you draft a quarterback first overall, um, it ruffles a lot of feathers. Look what it did in uh, Green Bay a couple years ago. Um, it just it's and then it, it kind of destroys like uh, the building of your team, the longevity of uh, bringing up young talent. So uh, that's why my definition for that. Pick ten. This is gonna scare Riley Hobrick. Shout out to you. He's uh, one of our followers out there, folks, from a small town in southern Saskatchewan, and he loves Dallas. So uh, with that being said, Dallas Cowboys have pick number 10, and I am saying that they pick up Patrick Sertan II. He's a cornerback, a cornerback out of Alabama, stands 6'2", 208 pounds, um, he, so he's... He's not a, on the taller side, i say he's more on the average side, but uh, if Dallas is going to have any sh shot on the offensive side, because that seems to be where they're spending all their money, they got to be able to stop um, other teams on offense, and they're going to have to put together a defense, and uh, they need some corners, and I just think that's a good pick for them. Uh, now going to 11, that would be the New York uh, Giants, and I have them picking McCaw, or I'm gonna McCaw Parsons, and uh, he stands six feet three inches tall, 246 pounds, and he's playing at a uh, Penn State. He's a Big Ten. Uh, he's in the Big Ten Conference. He's an impact player. He's a linebacker. I think uh, I think they need some some poise in the middle. On the defensive side, uh, their offense seems to be uh, moving okay right now uh, at the helm of new quarterbacks, so just need to get some leaders on the defensive side, and uh, what better way to bring in somebody on uh, your linebacking core uh, in the defense, young talent. I just think that would be a good pick. Um, now going to 12. So keep it moving. We have the Philadelphia Eagles at pick 12. And I have them picking up wide receiver Jamar Chase 
out of LSU. He stands six foot tall, 201 pounds. That's who I have there. Then 13th pick goes to San Diego Chargers. I have San Diego Chargers are picking up a D lineman, uh, Christian Barmore. And 6'4", 310 pounds out of Alabama. Uh, this is one big boy, uh, but he's a big boy that can move. His uh, 40 times actually impressive. His bench press is insane. Uh, he scored very well. Uh, and the Chargers need some uh, help on the defensive line. So why not bring, bring in a big boy like him? Going on to 14, Minnesota Vikings. I have them bringing on Rashawn Slater. Uh, he's an O-lineman out of Northwestern. Stands six foot tall. Six foot four, 304 pounds. Uh, he plays in the Big Ten Conference. They just need somebody to protect their quarterback. They are, they're notorious for bringing in uh, like young talent and stuff like that, but they never, they never want to protect their guys. And like, they're not going to make a splash on bringing in like a big name this year. So not, why not protect what you got? That's why I think that's a good pick. Uh, and then, so it should, 15th pick should have been New England, but they had, um, they had switched their, uh, or traded their draft, and that's what I think is going to happen. And I think that Atlanta picks up, um, just a sec, defensive lineman Quiddy Payne, six foot two, 261 pounds out of Michigan. This guy is a fucking beast like bull rush 101 he's just trying to run through you not go around you not scared of fucking contact that's somebody that i think that like they're such a dull team to watch like they're not very exciting and now with like julio jones possibly heading out of town like they just need some like i feel like they're always there on the offensive like in the offensive part of the game they're always competing, but their defense just doesn't get the stops for them. That's why I think Quiddy Payne's going to be uh, be a good man for them. Now, 16, Arizona Cardinals. I'm suggesting that they pick up, just a second, technology here for you. So they really need um, a running back. And I think they pick up Travis Itoween. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. I probably did. Um, Travis is from Clemson. He stands 5'10", 215 pounds. Uh, they just, like, they need somebody that they can pass the ball off to. It's not, it doesn't have to be a one-man show down there. Um, they already got help on the defensive side this year. So why not draft a running back? I just think it's a smart move. 17, going to the Raiders. I have the Raiders picking up linebacker. I am going to butcher this, and I am sorry. Owajuu Korama. I'm sorry. I'm, I know I botched that. And He's six foot one, 221 pounds out of Notre Dame. And this guy is a fucking rock star, in my opinion. I think he'd fit perfect in uh, John Gruden's... Um, and it's not Oakland, by the way. I, fuck, I, I fucked that up. But it's the Raiders, anyways. I just think he uh, he'd fit perfect in Oakland. Smash mouth football player. 
and Gruden's a great coach to take him to the next level. I just think it's a, a match made in heaven, in my opinion. Uh, pick 18, Miami Dolphins. I ha- um, So Miami, they're another young team. Tua can't do everything himself. He needs to take some eyes off of them, and they need to be able to move the ball consistently. And saying that, uh, Najee Harris, he is six foot one, 232 pounds out of Alabama. This kid has wheels. Uh, he's not just a north and south player. He can play east and west, and he can juke on a fucking dime. So I think uh, that'd be a great selection for Miami. Uh, 19, we have the Washington football team. Uh, they really needed an old lineman. Uh, Christian Derrishaw, I think he would be a great pick for them. He's six foot four, 322 pounds, uh, playing out of Virginia Tech. Uh, this, this guy is a big body that, uh, he can move, like he can pull though. So on your screens and shit, this is a, this is a good guy. Uh, he's got big hands, gets in the way. Great guy to have on the team. I, I think they're going to actually take him. I see that pick actually happening, coming to fruition. Uh, 20th pick, Chicago, uh, Bears. Now they, they need a lot actually. But uh, the Bears, I have them picking up cornerback, corner, uh, J.C. Horn. And J.C. is six foot, 205 pounds, out of South Carolina. He's got fucking wheels. He's got hands, and he's a ball hawk. I uh, just see it. They're always, like, a pretty defensively sound team. I think he would just sharpen it. It'd be a great pick. Uh, now, going to... Um, the 21st pick on the 21st pick of uh, the 2021 uh, NFL mock draft, I have the Indianapolis Colts taking Tylen Wallace, and he is five foot eleven, 194 pounds, out of Oklahoma State. Man, this kid, fuck. <laughs> He's undersized, yes. Like, for, like a lot of guys are saying wide receivers, but he. After contact, he, he kind of reminds me of like a, a CFL fans know who I'm talking about, like a pin, uh, a receiver version of Pinball Clemens, because man, this guy, he's fucking, he's elite, he's electric, and he bounces off contact. When he bounces off, con- like Pinball Clemens was a running back, this guy's a receiver, but uh, Wallace, the way he bounces off contact and just keeps it moving. He is, uh, or he's, he's kind of like a dressler, I guess. CFL, I could reference him to. He's, uh, he would be a great pick. And Pat McAfee, don't you dare fucking hate on me. So, uh, 22. Now we have, uh, the Titans. And the Titans were in need of defense. Um, so with that being said, uh, the best defensive lineman they could pick, uh, thus far in the draft, in my opinion, that fits their squad. He stands six foot four, two hundred and fifty-seven pounds. Jason Oi, I I know I said that wrong. I'm um, sorry for that, buddy. Um, and he stands at six foot four, two hundred and fifty-seven pounds out of Penn State. Great football club they have there. Big body. I just think he'll make a difference. Uh, now going twenty-three with the Jets pick. I have. They need O line. And uh, 
they're getting uh, they're getting the second pick of uh, the draft. So like you know, I feel like you're getting you're getting a quarterback already. Now what you got to do? You got to fucking protect the kid. And the best way to do that, you go out and you get yourself a fucking kid that's gonna put himself in front of harm's way for you at all costs. And he's he's not a loud mouth. He's just gonna keep his head down and get the job done. And I think that's gonna be Landon Dickerson. And uh, he is six foot five, three hundred thirty-three pounds, kind of coming out of Alabama. And this boy, man, does he get pancakes in games? Fuck! If you have fantasy and Oh my God, he is an offensive lineman to have. Woo! I'm telling you. Uh, going to t- pick 24. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh was in need of defensive line as well. Uh, I know I'm going to... S- Ooh, sorry. Yes. They were in... Yeah, they're in need of defense... But actually, I see them taking a running back. And I see them taking uh, Trey Sherman. Uh, He's six foot, foot, 215 pounds out of Ohio State. He's a Big Ten player. Uh, Man, this kid is quick. He carries the ball, doesn't fumble it, um, likes to score. And he's just a smash mouth football player. Um, North and south kind of guy. I know that's what Tomlin likes. He's just a get-it-done football player. I think he fits well in the rotation there. Uh, pick 25. Going to um, Jacksonville Jaguars. And I have them... Just a sec. Taking O-lineman... Just a second. O-lineman Taven Jenkins. He's 6'5", 317 pounds out of Oklahoma State. He is another big body, but he's a big body that can move. So with having a receiver or having a quarterback in Lawrence that you're picking up, now you have a big um, a big O lineman in front of him. Just imagine if you place him at like guard or tackle. Um, those big D linemen aren't gonna be able to get their paws up. This guy's gonna be able to handle them. Um, and he's quick too. So if you want to run pulls or screens, um, straight, good, good asset to have. That's why I think he'll go there. Uh, pick 26 goes to the Browns. And I think, uh, well, the Browns need, they need some more defensive linemen, even though they got a, a few big uh, picks. But why not pick up this young stud, Jalen Phillips? Uh, he's six foot five, tall again. He's 260, so he's he's a little lighter. Fast as fuck, though. And he plays out of Miami. So with the big acquisitions that you picked up with the, in the offseason, um, why not just throw somebody in the middle, you know, like this young guy? I think that would be a great acquisition. Um, going to pick 27, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they really need O-line bad. And O-line, they can play special teams as well. Um... I know I'm going to say this wrong. Alia Verna Tucker. Uh, I see him going pick 27 with Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he's 6'4", 308 pounds out of USC. He can play special teams. He can play O-line. He's an active O-lineman, which he fits perfect 
to the way that Baltimore's O-lineman works. They can't have uh, pocket, like stationary O-lineman. They need guys that can move around just based on how their offense operates. Um, going on to pick 28 now. We have New Orleans Saints at pick 28. And New Orleans really needs some help on offense. That's why I think they pick up wide receiver Eli or Elijah Moore. And Elijah Moore is five foot nine, a little on the shorter side. Um, he's 178 pounds, grease fucking lightning, and he's coming out of Mississippi. He is super competitive. He wants to win. Uh, kind of like the perfect place for him to go. Just go, go be with Peyton. He has uh, the same mindset as him. So it's just uh, almost like a match made in heaven, so to speak. Uh, pick 29, Green Bay Packers. Cheese Nation. Um, so Green Bay with them, they're kind of a toss-up every goddamn year. You think you know what they're doing, and then when it comes down to it, you really don't. Um, that's kind of how I feel like Green Bay does uh, their off, like they're operating down there. But with that being said, um, the Green Bay Packers, in my opinion, are taking corner cornerback Greg Newsom the second, and Greg is six foot tall, 192 pounds at a Northwestern. Um, I wouldn't really do too much on the offensive side. Um, there's not any big receivers or anything at this point in the draft. Um, and you really need to uh, update your defense. Best way to do it. Pick 30, going to the Buffalo Bills. Um, they need defensive linemen. That's why I think they pick up Joe Treon. He's 6'5", 259 pounds out of Washington State. This kid is a fucking big body. He's physical. Uh, and he's like a train. So I just think he, uh, he fits good there. That's just my opinion, folks. Pardon me. Tita, or, uh, so pick 31 in the draft this year is Baltimore Ravens. And the Baltimore Ravens, I f like, they need linebackers. Like, let's be realistic. They need, their defense right now is in, uh, it's in pretty poor condition. And uh, Zaven Collins, he's six foot four, two hundred and fifty nine pounds, and uh, like he's he's also a big body, but he's got hands. He's got like, and he's on a Tesla, uh, or Tulsa, sorry. And uh, he's he kind of reminds me of like a Ray Lewis, but not as physical, but definitely as loud on the defensive side. Uh, he's yelling around to his, his teammates all the time, making sure they're in the right places. Definitely, uh, somebody you want orchestrating your defense. And now pick 32, the final pick and the 2021 NFL draft. We have the buck or the, yeah, the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay, do, 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 do. And Tampa Bay. They're in, they're in need of D-linemen, in my opinion. They have, they have some bright, shining stars, but this a lot of people are not going to agree with this pick. That's fine. Uh, that's why we have forums and stuff, so everyone has their own opinion. I'm saying they pick Bobby Brown III. Um, this, he is just a mean motherfucker. And he's 
Hungry, he's six foot four, two hundred or three hundred and twenty-one pounds on a Texas AM. He's a like he wants to sack you, he wants to hit you, he wants to get his hands on you. You're fighting for every goddamn yard with him. And I think Bruce Arian, if he's the mastermind I think he is, I think that's the man he picks up. And that is the personalities mocked uh NFL mock draft picks. For 2021, I blitzed it. I kept it short and sweet for you guys. Sorry for missing uh, the recording with the specimen, but at least I got it in for you folks. And uh, hope you all having a great day. Talk to you soon.